0: Listening Library presents Star Wars Jedi Quest The Way of the Apprentice by Jude Watson. Read for you by Jonathan Davis. Not in living memory, not even among the oldest Jedi Masters, could they remember a Padawan who was as gifted as Anakin Skywalker. He could have advanced through his temple training in half the time it had taken him. From the beginning, he had been far beyond his classmates in lightsaber skills and mastery of the Force. Yet in matters of the heart and mind, he still had much to learn, as Yoda continually pointed out. His teachers had known how gifted he was, but they gave him the same drills and assignments as the other students. They knew he was bored at times, but it was important not to single him out, not to treat him as special. But Anakin was special, and they all knew it. The trouble was that he knew it as well. He had been a unique case from the moment he entered Jedi training at the temple. For one thing... He had been allowed to enter despite having passed the usual age. For another, he had been chosen as a Padawan by Obi-Wan Kenobi from the start. While the other students wondered when they would be chosen and by whom, Anakin's destiny was assured. Obi-Wan watched Anakin's progress with an eye that was both loving and careful. In one hand, he held Qui-Gon's faith. In the other, he held Yoda's caution. There were times it was hard to balance these two powerful influences. On the morning of Anakin's 13th birthday, Obi-Wan had presented him with his Padawan gift. It was the gift that Qui-Gon had given Obi-Wan on his own 13th birthday. A Force-sensitive Riverstone. Obi-Wan was ashamed to remember how he'd been disappointed by the gift. He had been so young. He had wanted something significant. Something like the gifts other Padawans had received Special hilts for their lightsabers Or cloaks made from the lightweight warm wool From the planet Pashmin Instead, Qui-Gon had given him a rock Yet that present had turned into his most valuable possession The smooth black stone glowed with heat against his heart It had warmed his cold hands on many planets It had nestled inside a tiny pocket his friend Bant had sewn in his tunic, close to his heart. It was hard to give it up. But somehow he knew Qui-Gon would want him to. Unlike Obi-Wan's first reaction, Anakin's face showed deep appreciation. Then his expression clouded. Are you sure? he asked. This was given to you by Qui-Gon. He would want you to have it as I do. It is my most treasured possession. Obi-Wan reached out and closed Anakin's fingers over the stone. "'I hope it will be with you always to remind you of Qui-Gon and myself, "'of our deep regard for you.' "'Anakin's smile lit his face. "'I'll treasure it. Thank you, Master.' "'In many ways, Anakin was more open-hearted, "'more generous than he had once been,' Obi-Wan thought. "'He was sure that though there was a great weight on Anakin due to the prophecy,' that Anakin would do well. Now Anakin was 14. He was an able Padawan who had already proven himself on several important missions. Yet there was one thing that nagged at Obi-Wan. Anakin was liked by the other students, but he had no close friends. He was not loved. Obi-Wan told himself that Anakin's gifts naturally set him apart. But in his heart, he grieved for Anakin's loneliness. He was happy for Anakin's skill and growing command of the Force. But he wished a simple thing for Anakin. It was something he could not give his Padawan. It was not a gift he could hand over, like a well-loved Riverstone. He wished for a friend. Chapter One Anakin made his way down an alley deep below the gleaming surface of Coruscant. His Padawan braid was tucked inside his tunic, his lightsaber hidden in the folds of his cloak. The Jedi were treated with great respect everywhere on Coruscant, except for here. Close to the planet's surface, there were those who matched their contempt for good society with their need to hide from it. Everyone was equal here, equally despised. Even air taxis didn't descend this far. It had taken him over an hour to walk down the descending ramps... ...since the lift tubes were often non-functional. If only he had an air speeder. Then these raids could be done in half the time. But Jedi students didn't have access to their own speeders. Not even Padawans. Technically, he wasn't supposed to be outside the temple at all. Not without Obi-Wan's permission. Technically is just another way of saying you are breaking the rules, Obi-Wan would say. Either you obey a rule... Or you do not. He was devoted to his master. Yet sometimes Obi-Wan's earnestness could really get in the way. Anakin didn't believe in breaking Jedi rules. He just wanted to find the spaces between them. Anakin was well aware that his master knew of these midnight jaunts. Obi-Wan was amazingly perceptive. He could sense a shift in emotion or thought faster than a split parsec. Thank the moon and stars that Obi-Wan also preferred not to hear about his midnight trips. As long as Anakin was discreet and didn't get into trouble, Obi-Wan would turn a blind eye. Anakin didn't want to trouble Obi-Wan, but he couldn't help himself. As the night wore on and the temple settled down, as the Jedi students turned off their glow rods and settled down for night meditation and sleep, Anakin just got restless. The lure of the streets called him. There were projects he had to complete, droids he was building or refining, parts to scavenge, rusty treasures to uncover. But mostly, he just needed to be outside, under the stars. Only those of us who have been a slave can really taste freedom, he sometimes thought. His favorite scavenger heap was down here, in the dark underbelly of the city. The glow lights were seldom repaired and the glittering lights of the city above didn't penetrate down this far. This was where the junk dealers dumped their unwanted heaps, the stuff even they couldn't sell. It was left in smoking, stinking gray piles for the lowest of the low to pick over. Fights often erupted at these scavenger heaps. Anakin had been lucky to avoid the squabbles that could end in violence. In addition to the desperate, there were bands of Manikans... A tribe from a planet lost long ago to a civil war so devastating it had caused a small band of survivors to flee to Coruscant. Now the Manaikans survived by their wits and their weapons. They were perfectly willing to fight to the death over a rusty Hydro Spanner. Anakin slipped among the smoky piles. Normally he avoided this particular junkyard, but he had a difficult tech problem with a malfunctioning droid and he had exhausted all his other venues for finding what he needed. He knew that his master looked at his tinkering with droids and tech devices as a waste of his time. Maybe it was. Anakin didn't care. He had come to realize that he needed to occupy his mind in order to stop the voices in his head. The voices that doubted he'd ever be a great Jedi Knight. The voices that told him he'd abandoned his mother. Anakin shook his head. Working on the droids was the one slender thread that connected him to his childhood on Tatooine. It was a frayed thread he was not willing to snap off completely. The smell came to his nostrils. A mixture of smoky metal and something unpleasantly organic. The residue of food or waste. He tuned it out as his gaze eagerly swept the rubble. He was grateful for his Jedi training. His eyes were sharp, even in the shadows. He did not want to risk a glow rod... It was dangerous to advertise your presence here. Better to act as a shadow. He kept his eyes trained on the ground as he walked. Sometimes parts dropped off the giant hydro lifts that were used to transport the junk. He had uncovered some great finds by kicking through the dirt and debris beneath his boots. Ah, a circuit almost completely intact. Anakin rubbed it against his tunic, not caring about the crusty dirt that left the dark stain. He tucked it in his belt. And here part of a hydrospanner, he could always use that just in case he broke the ones he had cheaper to fuse an old one than to look for an intact one he scanned the heap ahead of him one of his goals was to assemble his own small power terminal in his room so that he would not have to hook up to the temple's terminal in order to power his droids the more he stayed out of sight with his hobby the better there he could see it on the top of the heap could it be a motivator circuit board? Yes. If he could just manage to force jump up there without sending the assembled heap of junk tumbling. He scanned the side of the heap for a good landing site. A battered piece of Durasteel seemed to rest solidly on the junk beneath it. If he landed softly, he should be able to balance on it long enough to swipe the piece. He was a Jedi, and his balance was perfect. Anakin jumped. He landed a bit harder than he meant to, and with a little too much pressure on his right foot. You're not a Jedi yet. He heard Obi-Wan's gentle, admonishing tone in his ear, even as he scrambled to avoid sending a small avalanche of parts back down the pile along with himself. Willing his muscles to stay flexible and his mind focused, he balanced carefully on the Durasteel and eased out one hand only to see another hand appear from the other side of the heap, reaching for the same part. No doubt, it was a manikin. He wasn't about to let one manikin come between him and a new motivator. Anakin threw himself forward, but he miscalculated how unstable his footing was. Part of the heap began to slide, taking him along with it. He felt something or someone grab his ankle. He crashed backward, at the same time reaching out to grab at the creature holding him. He felt some fabric in his fingers and held on. Together, the two of them banged and slid down the heap. Anakin smashed against sharp objects and bumped against Durasteel and chunks of ferrocrete, still furiously hanging on to the scrap of fabric while his ankle was still held securely in the creature's grasp. At last, they hit bottom. Anakin wrenched his foot away and sprang to his feet, ready for battle. The other creature did the same. The hood of the creature fell back and Anakin found himself face to face with a fellow Jedi student True Veld What are you doing here? Anakin hissed angrily That was my part True answered I had my hand right on it I was reaching for it and thanks to you it's lost now Suddenly Anakin spotted the part on the ground between them It must have slid down along with them He pounced on it it's not lost now, he cried, grinning. Give that to me, Anakin, True said, his slanted silver eyes gleaming. True was a humanoid species, a native of the planet t His skin had a silvery cast, and he was tall and lanky. t were exceptionally flexible and could bend in surprising ways. Anakin suddenly remembered that this quality had made True very good at fighting. I'm not afraid of you. Anakin said Of course you're not True said in a disgusted tone I'm not going to fight you for it I'm waiting for you to do the right thing Anakin frowned There were times he forgot he was a Jedi For a moment he had been the slave boy on Tatooine Still bound by the rules of play on that harsh world Those who find, keep Those who hesitate, lose He wasn't a slave boy. He was a Jedi. I have a protocol droid with a bad motivator, Anakin said. I really need this. But True wasn't listening. He was squinting into the darkness. Now we're in for it, he said in a low tone. He signaled to Anakin. A short distance away, Anakin saw a clump of moving shapes. Manikins... If we're very quiet, Anakin murmured, they won't spot us. He took a step back, and his foot kicked a piece of durasteel scrap. It landed against another piece of junk with a loud clang. Is that what you call quiet? True hissed. The menikans turned. They saw the Jedi. Maybe if we don't move, they won't come at us. Anakin breathed. The menikans surged forward interesting notion, True said. Got any other ideas? Chapter Two. Manikins ran on four legs and reared up to two when attacking. They had blunt, heavy feet that they used to bludgeon their enemy. If they got close, they could spew a stinging venom from their eyes that had the power to temporarily blind